The purpose of the research is to improve, uh, basically it's to improve animal health. If you look at the poultry industry at large, uh, 47% of the poultry industry is the agricultural industry in South Africa. So, And also it's a cheap uh, protein source, a food source. So a lot of these diseases, what it does, it causes increased um, culling rates. So basically the poultry gets killed off at an early age, basically. So you don't get mass production of protein. And another thing, egg. So in your laying hens, you get a decrease in egg production. You get decreases up to 40% in eggs. We're trying to combat these diseases, which causes these messes, egg reduction, and um, which causes culling rates or increased culling rates in the birds. So basically, we're trying to develop vaccines to combat the diseases as well as diagnostic tests to accurately diagnose the diseases. And then with the parrots, um, the reason why we're looking at the parrots because the Cape parrot is an endangered species. Uh, this, the virus is threatening the Cape parrot currently in South Africa. And if we, I mean, if we do not combat it, what's going to happen to the Cape parrot is going to be completely eradicated. And we don't want that. <laughs> and then the reason for looking at alternative treatments is because if you look at the fact that we're developing more and more resistance and there's not a lot of antibiotics coming to the market, it takes about 15 years for antibiotic to be approved by the FDA. So if we, we need to look at alternative medicines to treat. And, and another thing is they, they, they assume there's a link between antibiotic use in animals and um, antibiotic resistance in humans. So if we decrease the use of antibiotics in animals, we will indirectly solve the problem of antibiotic use in humans. Now keep in mind, it's not just the use of antibiotics in animals that's causing the problems of antibiotic resistance in humans. The doctors do play a large role in that. But, I mean, if we can solve the problem on the one side, you know, we are contributing and trying to solve the, pro- the bigger problem, if I can put it like that. How are you guys conducting the research? Okay, so basically, so we don't actually work with the animals as such. We work with the organism which causes the disease. So in the, for example, we will isolate the bacteria. So we will swap, so we'll get samples from the field, from vets. And then what we do is we grow and culture the bacteria. And then we identify using these molecular techniques, molecular methods to identify whether it is indeed the specific organism causing the disease. And then we target the genes which stimulate the bird's immune response. Because if you have an infection, what happens is the body will respond back to that infection. So there's certain antigens on the surface of the bacteria which allows the body to respond. So we target these antigenic regions, that's what we call them, using molecular techniques. So basically we only work with the DNA of the bacterium. In the case of the viruses, the big and feather virus, we only target the coat protein, the envelope which surrounds the virus, because we, we, we know that with viruses, the outside of the viruses is what stimulates the immune response. So we only target that. And we use these molecular techniques to amplify that coat protein. And then we express it using a different system. So what I'm trying to say is we take that, 
we put it into a, a system which will make more of the cold protein. And then we, we put it back into chickens. In this case, we use chickens because parrots are too expensive. And then if the chicken uh, elicits an immune response, we know then, okay, we've got the right target. And then we test efficacy and safety. And then we can develop vaccines using that um, type of approach. How different is this study to studies that have been done before? Not really different. The difference is there's a lot of expression systems in science. It, it becomes demanding in terms of you need a system which which is easy to work with. So in this case, our system is much, it's easy to work with because other systems, they make use of plants and bacteria and things like that. So in this case, we've got... I cannot really talk about the system because it's under patent currently. <laughs> so it's easier to grow. It's got grass status. That means it's generally regarded as safe. So it's grass status. It's easier to manipulate uh, compared to other systems. But each scientist has got his own preference, basically. But when it comes to when you go to the market and, um, for example, let's say uh, a vaccine-producing company, they would want something which is efficient, which grows quickly, which doesn't need a lot of downstream cleaning and internal steps. So in this case, the system is very attractive because, you know, we cut on a lot of downstreaming processes. And how is this um, study going to benefit society? If you look at um, the chickens, for example, a lot of our vaccines are being imported. So if we can locally produce vaccines to the small farmer, it will be much cheaper. We're also looking at, at vaccines that we can feed to the chickens. Understand? So for, for somebody who's got backyard chickens and chickens in the rural areas, it would be easier to feed these chickens with the vaccine. So um, for in the case of infectious coriza. So that would then eliminate the need to train people to, or to get NGOs in to train people to vaccinate and things like that. And if we can introduce the vaccines, like I said, into the feed, it will, you know, you will constantly um, vaccinate the birds. Because a big problem that we are seeing is that we get free chickens or rural chickens, and then most of the most of the people with their own chickens work at factories, and then you get an infection being spread between the two. So, and another thing is our food prices because we import our vaccines. A lot of our food, uh, chicken prices do go up because the farmer makes use of more expensive vaccines. So we can try to reduce the cost there. Um, and also with the eggs, if we if we if we can get that the egg production drops, with the infection, the egg production drops up to 40 percent. So if we can stop that, we will have more eggs in circulation, and eggs will be less um, expensive. What um what the other one with beacon uh, fever, the virus, because it's uh, ju- it's just to the Cape parrot is endangered and it's unique to South Africa. It's one of our unique species in South Africa, bird species in South Africa. We try to just keep that. You understand that is part yes. of South African heritage. The parrot industry, it, it brings quite a bit of money into South Africa. It's quite huge. And a lot of people don't know that, but it is. And a lot of people, the, the parrots are pet birds, actually. So it's just for pet purposes, most of them. So they are hand-reared and things like that. They're grown in homegrown birds. So it's just to protect that. 
And then for the antibiotics, if we do eat a post-antibiotic era, we will need alternative treatment. And then we will be ready <laughs> if for the market if there's alternative treatment with the bacterial phages.